G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It seems that these days, so many people are angry. Maybe we're working too hard. Maybe the pressure's getting to us. Whatever it is, people's anger has this habit of bubbling to the surface and then lashing out. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program today as we kick off the week with the next message in this series called Eliminating Stubborn Sin Once and For All. Don't do this. Don't do that. We had that when we were kids, didn't we? Don't slurp your soup. Don't talk in class. Don't run in the house. Don't talk back to your mother. Don't. And so by the time by the time we grow up, we're so sick of all the, the don'ts. Now, we know that there have to be some rules, but, but who needs any more than we have to have? So religion, well, there you go. Just another bunch of rules. And truly, who needs that in their lives? More rules. That's what I spent most of my adult life thinking to myself. God, religion, church, the Bible, bunch of rules. Who needs them? Here's the thing that surprised me, though. When I started to scratch below the surface, what what I discovered was that actually there are very few things that God says don't do. And the only things about which he says don't do are the things, if, if we're honest with ourselves, the things that are going to hurt us, anger, dissension, greed, theft, hatred. In fact, as I began to hunt through the Bible, I couldn't find a single thing where he was saying, don't do this to me, that didn't make sense. The truth be known, many a person is addicted to one or more sins, anger or low self-esteem or selfishness or sexual immorality, whatever their particular thing is, they're addicted to it and it's ruining their lives. If only we could get rid of those sins. Last week on the program, we began a series called Overcoming Stubborn Sin Once and for All, a really practical how-to, how to overcome stubborn sin. If we stop and think about it for just a moment, we know that we shouldn't be flying off the handle or getting angry all the time or whatever our particular sin happens to be. We know we shouldn't, but the question is how? How do we overcome it? And so this week on the program, we're going to take a look at a few of the most common sins that people are addicted to and discover from God's Word how to overcome them once and for all today. Today we're going to kick off with anger, because anger is actually a big issue in this world today. Seems we're all so busy all doing the things we have to do and racing around and taking the kids to school and getting off to work. And at work these days, the pressure's on. Make more, achieve more, deliver more. And used to be in the good old days, the pace was much slower. You had to wait for the mail to arrive. And when you sent a letter out, it took a couple of days to get it correct through the typing pool. But these days, even when people are on holidays with their families, they're answering emails on their mobile phones. We're so connected, so in demand, so busy, like battery hens, that the slightest little thing can make a snap. Some people have more of a problem with anger than others. The more achievement-oriented and outcome-focused a personality we have, the more we're going to be prone to anger. That was my biggie when I first became a Christian. Anger. 
Nothing was ever good enough or fast enough for me. And as I looked at that, the whole anger thing was based on on a self-centeredness, a, a sense of self-importance. The world was here to serve me and to fit in with my plans. And if you didn't play the game by my rules, buddy, and deliver what I wanted, well, watch out. It's a way of living and of thinking and of behaving that robs us of relationships and tenderness and joy. It's awful. But how can we change that? Well, here's how. Psalm 145 verse 8 says this, The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. What that's saying is that God's grace and his mercy and his steadfast love make him slow to get angry. God does get angry sometimes, and that's a fearsome thing, but not at the drop of a hat. He doesn't have a temper that's on a hair trigger. Why? Because he's abounding in steadfast love. In other words, he's more focused on loving us for who we are than what we do or don't do. Imagine if this awesome and mighty God became angry with you and me every time we didn't fit in with his plans. Imagine if he had a bad temper. We wouldn't last very long, would we? For me, learning to break the pattern of anger and angry behaviour began with loving the people I was dealing with, like God valuing them for who they were, understanding their hurts and and their inadequacies, the things that happened to them in their lives that made them behave the way they did. And you know something? The more I did that, the less angry I started to feel. In fact, what I began to do was prepare myself for people. As I said, I'm one of these outcome-focused people who moves quickly, sets goals, achieves them, and it's easier when you have that sort of personality type just to roll over the top of other people. And then then you have to work with someone who just wants to have fun. You know, those sort of people. They just want to enjoy the moment. And I just want to get on with it. But without them to help me enjoy the moment, well, I'd miss out on the moment. So I started to prepare myself. I have to work with him today, right? Okay, I understand him. He's not going to be like I am. That's okay. Almost forgiving them, if you like before they walk in the room. Now, it took me a while to figure it out, but that's what God's like. That's what this verse in the psalm is all about. Psalm 145, verse 8. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And actually, that that slow to anger thing has a lot to be said for it. Here are a couple of verses from Proverbs that really help me with this. Proverbs 12, verse 16. Fools show their anger at once, but the prudent ignore an insult. In other words, the moment someone says something that triggers anger in me, that insults me, well, I've learned to let it pass me by more often than not these days. No, no I don't have to win every battle anymore. I, I don't have to have the last say. I don't have to be right all the time. Only fools show their anger at once. The prudent ignore the insult. And this verse, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, is a pearler. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. This is like being a shock absorber. When someone does something to stir up anger and dissent, how wonderful is it to respond with gentleness and wisdom, calming the situation instead of throwing fuel on the fire with a harsh word. Ignore the insult. Respond with gentleness, with a soft answer. Can I tell you, once I decided to start loving the people around me, these two things took a bit of practice, but after a while they became a habit because they're a much, much better way of living. These days, I have so much more peace in my heart, so much more joy in my life. 
Instead of always having my day ruined by other people's failures to fit into my plans, I've discovered the joy of fitting in with their plans sometimes too. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing with letting the anger go is that it sets me free to enjoy the beauty and the creativity and the incredible specialness of each person I come into contact with. It's like a whole new world just opened up. Do I still get angry sometimes? Of course I do. So do you. It's what I do with that anger when it happens that makes all the difference. This anger thing was a stubborn, stubborn sin in my life. It was one that looked like it would never, ever go away. But when I took God's word, those few simple scriptures we just talked about, and started living them, applying them to my life, well, God did the rest. He set me free from a sin that would have ruined the rest of my life. definitely has its ups and downs, not to mention the fact that even when things are going well, our own foibles and failures have this amazing ability to rob us of the good things that God has planned. That's why living your best life, the life God always had planned for you, takes power. I mean, serious power. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Holy Spirit Power. And with the questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. And God's Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you lay hold of the incredible power that He has ready and waiting for you, the power to be all that He made you to be through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so please don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.